Good morning. Are you a skeptical person? Do you believe everything you hear right away? Or does it take a while for you to believe that something is true? A few months ago, I got an automated call that started out with, don't hang up. Your social security number has been flagged because it's been used to open a number of new bank accounts. Your social security number is about to be suspended. An officer from the National Reserve Police Force will soon be with you on the phone to talk about this grave situation. If you hang up, a warrant for your arrest will be issued. So, I hung up. I think over the course of the next month, they called back four times. And I hung up four more times. Every once in a while, I get a fax at my office from a lawyer in Canada telling me that a long-lost relative has died and that the money in his estate has been left over with no one to assign it to. All I need to do is contact him, he'll fill out the paperwork, and he and I will split the inheritance. I don't respond. I guess that I'm a skeptical person and doubt that there's any truth to these statements. Lots of people can say and promise us many things. Often we hear that our satisfaction and trust in a product is guaranteed. Have you had similar experiences as mine? How much of it do you believe? How much do you doubt? For almost 2,000 years, Christians have been saying that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. Do you believe it? In this case, I do. But a lot of people today say no. A lot of people are skeptical. It's just like another scam. The church just wants your money. Just like everyone else, skeptics will say that Jesus can't help you. You have to help yourself. So do you believe that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is real? Maybe you believe it now, but will you believe it in five years or 20 years from now? Will your faith be as strong 40 years from now? Could there be anything that happens in your life between now and then that would cause you to change your mind? Have you truly been tested in your life? Can circumstances erode your confidence in Christ and bring you to doubt your faith? This morning we're going to look to a part of the Bible where doubt is discussed. Even those disciples faced with the risen Jesus in their presence on Easter night struggled with doubt, just like we do today. We're going to look at that part and see what the one and only cure for doubt is, as the Bible tells us. Have the last two Easter's in your life created doubt? Last year, all our plans on Easter Sunday changed. We stayed home. We didn't entertain friends. We hunkered down and wondered what was next. This year, Easter Sunday was a blessing, yes. It was a great joy to see so many people back in church. But we still had restrictions and caution in how we celebrated 
this holy day. For the disciples in the first century, the atmosphere was kind of similar. They were locked up in a house. They shunned contact with other people. They were afraid, and understandably so. Just a few days ago, they had witnessed Jesus' execution, and now people were saying that he was alive. And then suddenly, Jesus stood among them. And the Bible says that they were startled and afraid. Most of them thought that they were looking at a ghost. I'm sure that they were unsure and skeptical, not knowing what to believe. Jesus asked them, why are you so troubled? And why do doubts rise in your minds? Jesus could read them like an open book. He could see that they were doubting. He was really there and he was alive. Why were the disciples so skeptical? Well, let's revisit what they went through with Jesus. For three years, they had followed Jesus and thought that he was the Messiah. They believed it. In those years, they followed him and they saw things and heard things that made them feel progressively that something was not right. They saw Jesus arrested, even though he was all-powerful. They saw Jesus tortured and shouted at by crowds and crucified. And even though Jesus was God and could walk on water and calm the storms. They saw Jesus die and placed in a tomb, even though they knew that Jesus could raise people from the dead. None of this made any sense to them. Everything they saw contradicted their beliefs. They were afraid, and in all honesty, they probably didn't want to go through it all again. And that's why they were so skeptical. Isn't that why you and I sometimes doubt what we believe? Our experiences in this world sometimes don't add up. Why do bad things happen to good people or people that believe in Jesus Christ? We can wonder if we are on the right track. Are all these things that we believe about Jesus really true? So there you have it. The number one cause of doubt begins with the word trouble. Yes, we live in a fallen world and trouble is always there. Real trouble doesn't leave any of us alone. It comes to all of us and affects us in our lives. Did you realize that this is the number one objection to Christianity? A non-Christian will say, the reason I'm skeptical about Christianity is because of all the evil and all the trouble I see in this world. How could God let that happen? How can God care for us if he sent this pandemic to let so many people die and suffer? How could God let that happen? A child is diagnosed with cancer. A young person dies at their own hand. A relative who went to bed last night never woke up. A father or a mother killed in a senseless act of violence. How could God let that happen? Have you ever had a moment in your life when you've been troubled and doubted the love of God? People fall away from God all the time. Why? Because something bad happened. So doubt's all around us. What can we do? Where can we go? Or are you one of the few who can say that you haven't doubted yet? Chances are someday you will. 
What should you do someday when trouble comes into your life and it makes you wonder about everything that you've ever believed in? During the days of the Bible, the cure was simple, to spend time with Jesus. Look at my hands and feet, Jesus said to them. He even ate food in their presence to prove to them that he was physically alive. Wouldn't it be nice if Jesus did that today? But he doesn't. Instead, Jesus wants us to believe without proof. And he has given us something to help us do that. He's given us his word. Isn't it amazing that even on Easter night, the disciples were still struggling with their doubts, even as Jesus stood right in front of them. They questioned if he were a spirit or a ghost. So what did Jesus do? How did he wake them up to the reality of our risen Savior? He pointed them to the word. It says here that he opened their mind so that they could understand the scriptures. This is what is written. He told them, and then he used the word to help them understand, ultimately. It's the word that takes doubts away. Our tool today is to use the word to strengthen and restore confidence in our faith. It's the most underrated place in the world to go, and yet it's the best place to go as well. If you have doubts in your mind, go to the Bible. Spending time there, spending time here is just as powerful as spending time in the presence of our Lord, just as those disciples did years ago. In the word, your doubt slowly fades away. If you are blessed right now and you don't have any trouble in your life, no questions of doubt whatsoever, this book serves another purpose. And that's to get ready for when you are tested when real trouble finds its way into your life and you start to wonder if everything you have ever believed is true. Let the word build confidence in you to be prepared. Those disciples would certainly, those disciples, they were certainly tested in their lives. They were told by Jesus, you are witnesses of these things. They were to go and preach in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem every single one of them experienced persecution as a result of their faith. They experienced death and pain and trouble beyond what us, what we normally might experience on a day-to-day basis. They have had every reason to doubt that what they believed was true, but they had seen the risen Lord and that filled them with confidence and an unshakable faith. You have seen the risen Lord too, just in a different way. You have seen him here in the word. So open your minds to the scripture. Daily be in the word. Peace be with you, Jesus says to you. You have seen how he forgives you and me for all the times we doubted his love in our lives. You have seen his scars as we look on the pages of scripture. Even when the rest of the world says that God hates you, the pages of scripture tell you that God loves you, that God is for you, and that you have nothing to be fearful of. Be confident in your faith. Just look at Jesus and look what he's endured for you on the cross. May God bless you with a firm belief in Jesus now and throughout your whole life as you study the scripture. May God bless you 
each one of us with the same kind of unshakable faith. May your confidence roar like a lion as you share your faith with others that Jesus Christ is alive. He's not dead. He is risen. Hallelujah. I've heard it said that those who doubt most and yet strive to overcome their doubts turn out to be some of Christ's strongest disciples. Amen.